Hello, everyone. Welcome. Thank you for joining us today. We have a great topic today. We have speakers from Wilson Sporting Goods to talk about the headquarters relocation from Rosemont to Chicago. Uh, the Wilson brand has long served as the connector between an athlete and his or her true potential. Wilson's new headquarters in downtown Chicago articulates, celebrates, and activates this legacy in the city's dynamic urban fabric. Discover the driving forces that led to a major corporate downtown move and how curiosity, inspiration, and brand environments can connect the passion for sports to, to the needs of the robust business. Uh, allow me to introduce Molly Wallace with Wilson Brands and Eric Gannon with Gensler. All right, I'm Eric. That's, that's Molly. I'm just here to talk about my band. I'm in a, I'm in a band with Jake here in the front row. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you for coming. This is uh, really exciting for us um, to, to be able to tell this story. Um, Molly and I have gotten to know each other very, very well. There's a lot of people in this room that touch this project. We'll give you shout outs along the way. Um, in particular, Matt over here. And Sheila has moved on to CBRE, but she was a big part of this. So uh, what we wanted to do is really set the stage for you. This project had high ambition from the, the start, and we really wanted to kind of tie together how we approached Wilson uh, for this effort, how Molly helped us to realize what that opportunity was for Wilson, and ultimately what we, what we came to uh, co-create together. So I think everyone, and Molly will help us with the emotional story of Wilson because everyone has a memory of Wilson, whether it's back to your childhood or the sports we still watch today and how they remain current as uh, in terms of their draw of their athletes. But this picture for me and for our team was where we all started, that memory of being on the field. So to set the stage, we wanted to talk a little bit about how, you know, we really, what space and what design of, of interior environments really calls for today. So you can read along here, but work today really requires a human approach, one that demands a high level of interaction, analysis, and speed of communication. Technology allows work to happen anywhere, and the opportunity to choose when and where is key. Coupled with the, neck, the need to accommodate different modes of work. A space is a perpetual story in which people inhabit and perform. This means that the messages embodied in the space are extremely powerful. They are consumed, transformed, and reiterated by, reiterated by everyone who engages with the space. This is really what the Wilson story is all about, and you'll see how that unfolds, but the idea of bringing a brand to life is really where we all really, I think, excelled on this project. So this is just a little bit of, of establishing the trend and what we um, really came, and a lot of this is content that we brought to Molly in our presentation and our pitch to her. So these are all things that we think are really, really important for all corporations to embody. So they strive to reinforce their brands and culture. They seek to create their own internal brand loyalty. Corporate campuses and headquarters have become city-like with connectivity and amenities that keep the, the teams together. Whether that's in the space or outside the space, people are positioning themselves in cities very strategically to take full advantage of what's, whatever amenities are available to them. Offices and environments actively support physical health and wellness, and new spaces accelerate and incubate new ideas. Very important to Wilson as they continue to develop product. And collaboration is enabled by proximity to work settings, and you'll see a little bit about how we solved for that. And companies need, to spe need specialized and customized environments to meet their needs. Space creates identity, and workplace has the ability to support team culture, and most importantly, brand can tell a compelling story. So we're gonna tell you a story, uh, the Wilson Space story. And what we'd like to start with is so Gensler had the opportunity to do the first space with Wilson. So that was back in 2005. That's when we launched that. And it was ultimately a success. And we'll let Molly jump in here to tell us a little bit about how that space worked for Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me here. And thanks to Gensler and to Eric for inviting us. Uh, it's always an honor, uh, a true honor for me personally, to be able to talk about the great Wilson brand. To give you a little bit of background, I've been at Wilson for 23 years, and I had the great 
opportunity to project lead the 1.0 version of Wilson when we were out at Rosemont. So for anyone who knows where Wilson used to be, we were right on the Kennedy Expressway right at Bryn Mawr by the airport. We had a beautiful view of the airport. We could watch planes land. Uh, it was a great space. It served us really well. Our brand has been in Chicago since 1914, and many people don't know that. Um, so that was one of the inspirations for us to move to the city, right? So is to kind of reestablish ourselves at the roots of who we are as a company and decide where we want to be as we get older. So we're 104 years old. We have a phenomenal uh, credibility in, uh, in sports and in equipment. And so many people think of who our competitors are. I'm just setting this up for you a little bit as we, as we look at our space. We are an equipment company. That's what we do. That's what we eat, breathe, sleep, all of it. How do we make the best equipment? Whether you're a tennis player, a golfer, an American football player, soccer, basketball, volleyball, all of it, we wake up every day thinking about how can we make a better product? And we want to be able to think about what does a consumer need to meet their unmet needs? So people think, how could you possibly make a better basketball? How could you possibly make a better football? But that's what we do. So we're entrenched in athletes at each and every level, anywhere from opening you know, your first experience, whether you get a first ball glove when you're six, five, six years old, to a professional player on the MLB field. So for us and for Wilson, we have to create that environment that's inspirational, that is going to motivate us to set up our product for how consumers have changed, how players have changed, and set us up for the future. Gensler did an outstanding job with us. Basically, we moved in in 2007. And at that point in time, just to kind of keep it clean, we came from like our old building, looked like an old insurance, 1970s insurance, zero inspiration, zero brand around, high walls, boxes of stuff everywhere, right? You come into Wilson, we have lots of things. We have ball gloves, footballs, basketball, we have a lot. And that is a big challenge for anyone who was designing our space. But when Gensler did this at the beginning, we really challenge them with bringing our brand forward. We have a rich, amazing history, and we wanted to talk about it and celebrate it, but we also wanted our employees to also feel what they are doing every day and have product around. So this happened to be our lobby that we called the W floor when you entered our space. It's always about creating that first impression, whether you're a customer, a partner, an athlete, anyone coming into our environment, we want to capture the true essence of who Wilson as a brand is. And at this time, in 2007, this was a dramatic change. It was a big wow factor. We saw all of our customers, we were bringing all of our customers to Chicago versus going to our customers because people wanted to see our space. And we had the buzz in the industry. So they did an outstanding job. And even when we reached out to Gensler to start this 2.0 version, it was pretty amazing that we still had people coming in and saying how this design really uh, stood the test of time. So even in 2017 when we left, there were a lot of people who still thought, how on earth are you going to top that? And I like just to say, then, God, Gensler, don't screw it up, right? <laughs> uh, and, and it was a fun challenge because it was true. And, and how were we going to do it? Because we, we did it so well last time, and how could we position, position ourselves to come in downtown Chicago? And I, and I think we did it, but I'm a little biased, and you'll be able to see the process as we go through. But now, but now, since we go into 2.0, so what has changed? So and industries all over have changed. What's changed most dramatically in our business is the fact of consumers, consumer choices. Just think about how you shop every day. You have multiple choices of where and how you can buy product, how you engage with product, and where you go to get it. And from a sporting goods perspective, the biggest change for us has been the shutdown of retail stores, so things like Sports Authority, a lot of retail stores leaving the business, so the, the, the retail stores are shrinking, and a lot of people are buying online. We obviously use Amazon here as an example, but that's dramatically changed the way in which we talk to consumers, present to consumers. So with everything changing so fast, we got to make sure we're changing as fast, which was a big motivation for how do we decide to come downtown Chicago. We did what everybody else has done. We looked at all the suburbs. Where should we go? Where should we be? And we knew right away when we came to the city that was the right place for us. It was the right place for us to position our brand for the next 100 years and also, more importantly, for our employees. So as you think to a 2.0, there's no more daunting of a task than to build on the success of a prior. And for us, that was our first. And it was a, a project we continue to hold up as a real good 
representation of how you connect brand to space. That was not a thing that really was being done very frequently. We did it in a rather literal sense. Yes, we stacked basketballs and footballs and all that. We didn't do that in this 2.0, but it, it was a really interesting way to allow that emotional connection to come for the employee as well as the visitor. So the challenge comes in, how do you, how do you one up that? How do you create that 2.0? So I, mo I wrote Molly a love letter. This was the first page of our proposal. I didn't know Molly, our firm knew Molly. Uh, and we just basically wanted to outline to her that we were ready for a new challenge. We were ready to do it in a different way. And a lot of these things held true that, that are they're here. It's all about kind of building upon the, 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 the growth that both of our companies have had and how did we you know, start, how do we launch together and how do we co-create that environment? So I always find this to be funny. This is our, my first interaction with somebody who would become a, a good friend throughout the process. When we talk about our Wilson brand, we talk about the connection we have between an athlete and their potential. It goes back to what I referred to before of the products that we make. Whether you're starting to play a sport or you're a professional athlete or whatever level and anywhere in between, um, the piece of equipment should really be an extension of who you are. It should make whatever it is you're doing and playing easier, right? You shouldn't have to work so hard. That's why we make such a wide variety of products. So that is the goal and that is what fuels us each and every time we're developing anything, whether it's a tennis racket, a, an iron, a driver, or a football. And it's all about the connection we have with our consumers, right? So we have that very first connection of your first of something, your first golf club, your first ball glove, your first basketball. What's that experience a consumer has when they interact and, and work with the Wilson brand? We can take you all the way from the beginning of a sport until you want to retire and play golf or whatever sport, tennis, when you're 90 years old. It's the beauty of our brand. It's also the biggest challenge, right? Trying to be all those things to all of those people at all of those price points. And for us, it's just making sure that we maintain that connection from, from the beginning until the end. And then how the connection, how do we translate that connection into our work environment, our employees, and how did that come to life in the space? The, con the connection is the community, the people with the team, the team and the individual, and then the individual and our equipment. So Wilson, Headquarters, those became some of the drivers and some of the principles that we wanted to apply and that we felt very strongly that that the headquarters must embody that same spirit. So how do you articulate, celebrate, activate those connections within space? So taking those same uh, pairings that Molly just took us through, the idea of community and team. You know, Molly really mentioned here, but the idea is that Wilson is for everyone. It's for everyone, at, at whether it's the first ball glove or it's you're at a professional level. We really wanted to create that emotional connection. And here we started to really think about what kind of emotions did it want to kind of convey and how did it start to come in? The idea of an anticipation, energy, thinking about how this could be a little bit of a showcase, speak to legacy but not be fixated on legacy, really looking forward, being immersive but not overwhelming. So as you start to look at the space here for the first time, um, so to give you some orientation, this is at a, a Prudential Center, so right at the North of Millennium Park. They occupy the full sixth floor and a portion of the fifth floor uh, interconnected by a stair. And we'll show you what all this, how this all comes out to be. So for those that have worked in this building, there's a very uh, large uh, core. You can see up here in the upper left. The entry sequence was uh, a little less than ideal. But what we did is we celebrated that. We realized that there was a moment where you could kind of come to a point of compression and open into a space in a way that could be very advantageous for the brand. So we took what could have been a challenge into something that I think really became a very positive uh, entry experience for the brand. So the whole idea of community and team, this happens where everyone meets. So you'll see this area here is on both floors is a linked connection where everyone could come together, come together at the heart of the space. And when you look a little closer, the entry here, the arrival, the elevator lobby, tightened down by some of the core elements, really kind of wrapping you around, and we use some of the brand elements, which you'll see in a moment, to kind of wrap you around and drop you into the middle, the heart of the space. Prior, Wilson had seven floors in Triangle Plaza that were all stacked, not interconnected. A lot of the teams, as we were doing some of the early work, were introducing themselves to each other, and it was kind of that, that moment of, wow, this we are together, but we really don't know each other that well. So there was a, a little bit of a forced connection 
they still work within sport categories, so there is a natural affinity or a grouping with your team. But the idea here is that you come together at the heart. Community means a few things. In this case, because of the nature of the, the business that they're in, they're bringing by sport category, setting those conference rooms up for presentation to, at that time, it still was Sports Authority, <laughs> and a few other you know, big box stores, and how do you kind of position the brand and the product. So those rooms could be staged and they could welcome in, while the team really represented the, the Wilson brand as a whole. So the team and the, and the individual coming together. So the whole notion of we will go farther together than we could ever go alone. How do you really convey the ideas of teamwork and transparency and innovation, have that spirit within the space? We want to be bold, open, action-filled, have display of product, but also really focus on detail. A product company, so anyone who's producing and designing product is about every single detail. You're gonna interact with that for your, for your lifetime and all of it matters. So how do we make sure the space has the same? So thinking about going back to that plan again, looking at this as a series of layers, we wanted to make sure that collaboration happened at all points throughout the floor. So think of these as sort of you know, stitching through the space and the collaboration corridor that's there running east-west in this case really was the spine that, that brought all the space together. And then bringing those kind of finger elements out into the work environment, which we'll see in a moment. And Wilson didn't swing the pendulum all the way to the open. They had to maintain a certain level of, of open as well as uh, uh, office space and conference was a premium in their previous and we wanted to make sure we had the right balance and ratio here. So you can see how that starts to map out forming what's, what you'll see in a moment are some of the neighborhoods that we uh, really had to, work, they had to work hard for the individual sport groups. So when you look a little closer, the individual had their space surrounded by all the things at their fingertips that they might need, conference space, huddle rooms. We did bring them into smaller stations. In the past, they had 120s. These went to a little bit smaller uh, footprint. A little bit of the change management came out in that. We gave them sit-stand, we got a little bit of accessorizing on the desk, but this was a little bit of a reality check for them in terms of their new world. So the individual and the equipment. So being a sports company, there's sales teams here, there's developers, there's designers, there's people that are marketing the sport. You can imagine that the interaction with the product, understanding it needed to be something that was very prevalent in the space. So, and also the emotional, attract, emotional attachment to the, um, the product. So how do you make sure that, that the idea of I love the game, I never give up, resonates within the employee culture? So being focused, prepared, motivated, the idea of just that passionate, um, but also you know, the high density of, of storage of product. And storage is something that we probably talked about for six months, and we changed it. And Sheila studied it over and over and over again. Because we, and we could still not... don't have enough. I'm kidding. <laughs> there, you know, when you think back and we looked at the then and now, the then probably had how many how many gloves like sitting out. It was, you know, that everyone had. You didn't have the level of customization that you have today, no. and you didn't have the one, you know, st have the stitching match your team uniform, and you didn't have your name on it, and you didn't have all the customization that we can enjoy today. So now, fast forward. You've got, instead of the 10 basketballs, you've got 200 basketballs because you want to make sure to show all the different variations that you can, you can uh, choose from. So that was, uh, that was unique and interesting. <laughs> so work was, it kind of infilled those areas behind what we just looked at in terms of the collaborative areas. They're nicely compartmentalized into neighborhoods which allowed those sport categories to work together. They're still part of one culture but they really needed to be together. They needed to be able to store things in their own unique way. They needed to be able to you know, work effectively and efficiently as a team. Not sure what's going on. So just a little bit more here. You can see that the areas, the individual, their desking, always had some open collaboration right adjacent. Within that, there was storage that was really rooted towards whatever sport. So assume this was golf for a minute. They had, we had custom designed the millwork to house the golf clubs so there was the right proportions. And they were able to use slat wall and other you know, uh, display areas to, um, to have their product up and displayed. And then we could sh change it out seasonally. 
So you put all that together, you can see how it all stitches together to tell a story about, really about the different elements that we needed to activate within the space. So one further layer on top of that, so that's really about the kind of the emotional and the functional aspects. And what we really wanted to then do is continue that story of tying it to sport. So the idea of arrival, we had a little fun with the, uh, the choked off entry into our space. So we, we said this, as they do it too, so we'll do it. Inspirationally, how can we tell the Wilson story? And again, not really think back, but make sure that we do honor the rich heritage. This is a 100-year-old plus company from Chicago. When I came onto this, it wasn't until doing research to even understand that they were a Chicago-based company, let alone with a legacy that long. So 100 years old is, is something to not be ashamed of. So we want to make sure that was celebrated. But as most companies are doing today, they're looking forward. They're being progressive. So. Arrival was a huge part of this, and we really wanted to also think about materiality in its urban sense. So we all learned and played sport in different settings. Some of us played on the suburban soccer field. Some play, learned how to play sport in an urban setting, in a, in a playground. So we wanted to kind of really celebrate the notion of sport in urbanity. And Wilson is now accepting and, and acknowledging and diving you know, headfirst into this, this new downtown presence. We wanted to make sure it had an urban feel. So when you start to think about some of the ways we start to visualize the space, this is our entry here. Right there in, in black, we'll come back to that. That became a, a more meaningful uh, quote and moment than I, I think we anticipated because of who stood next to it eventually. But this was just a very simple gesture. It welcomed you to Wilson in a very simple way. And as you move through the space, it became a little bit more dynamic. And you can test our rendering abilities as you see the photos. But this really remained pretty true throughout the design process of what we were aiming to do. So concrete on the floor, you put the wood on the ceiling as a ceiling treatment to guide you through the space. I think kind of more of the predictable way would probably put it on the floor. In this case, we had, for a few different reasons, wanted to put it on the ceiling as a gesture to kind of guiding you through, but also trying to maintain a, a more you know, resilient surface as well. Behind the expanded metal, we had a neon sign for, that displayed the Wilson logo, some oversized graphics of some of their signature athletes, and really just had fun with this whole notion of, of uh, you know, activating quotes from, from key athletes or brand spokespeople for the brand. This is really the legacy moment. Uh, we wanted to make sure it was uh, appropriately and uh, properly uh, acknowledged. So since 1914, a lot of kind of throwback. We had some vintage product that was nicely framed, uh, a display that allowed us to put a reel for anything from historical photos to live sporting events. And we wanted this to feel comfortable. It's right off the path. So as you look out there where it says game on, that was right where you came in. You turn left. This is a little bit of a lounge where you can hang out, uh, grab a coffee to your right, and just wait for your guests. So this was a, really the receiving point and a little nod to that legacy. So the arena was how we started to look at for inspiration for that, that public area. So you think about the arena, you think about the energy, you think about being in the game, you think about how you all come together and the idea of celebration of that team. When you start to look at that space, we wanted to, in this case, take all of the sport influences as a graphic on the floor, uh, really allow for some space so this could really flex to be everything from a cafe during the day to hosting events. And you'll see how the, the art piece in the back evolved to be even more tied to the Wilson brand in a meaningful way. So this is a place that people can come together, as Molly's attested to, and I've seen in action. People work here. They, they come together. There are beer taps. I don't know what the rules are in the beer taps, but people are there. And, they're, and this is a very active space. It's a thoroughfare. People are crossing through this. And you can see the conference rooms to the back there that served as a nice backdrop for that activity. Finally, the alley, and because we introduced the stair, we had this nice uh, moment to kind of have the kind of the main entry and all the signature elements on that floor. As you came down the stair, there's always the unfortunate, what do you do under the stair? And we treated that as a little bit of a celebration of that sort of grit of the city. Uh, originally, we thought that we would, um, you know, just make it more of a game lounge. It, it pivoted a little bit more to have a little bit of the game and those elements, but also have a, a place for meeting. So you'll see how that played out here. Whereas you come down that stair, and as you look back up, you can see some of the lighting was meant to kind of give that kind of tie to stadium lighting and that, that real allusion to uh, being kind of in the game again. 
few tweaks along the way, but the idea of, of local Chicago story with the Ivy from Wrigley, um, the, st the stacking of the elements under the stair to create a meeting space, so where the gentleman on the right sitting with the TVs, you could have an impromptu meeting as well, and then of course the uh, the gaming that we could uh, that could bring people together for the to unleash their competitiveness. So the field became an interesting place. This is where people spend the majority of their time. It needed to be properly enabled. Uh, what we had started to really work at was this idea of modularity and. All of these workstations were, you know, it was a tight environment for the neighborhoods, and we wanted to make sure that these bars were properly proportioned for the size of the group, but also to make sure that it could flex based upon the size of that neighborhood to properly accommodate and support. So you get a little bit of a sense here, just subtle cues through changes of carpet pattern, uh, changes of ceiling finish, leaving the open ceiling over the work environments, the slat walls surrounding collaborative areas. Uh, again, just if you walk through this space right now, it's even more full of stuff. And all the seasonal ends up just filling. And it's, it's really cool. You think it would be cluttered. It is to some degree, but it's, it's very, very energetic in terms of all the product that comes into play. And uh, it's a long block. It's a long building. And so the east-west uh, connections were really important for us to maintain. So this is one. And just opposite that bar, there's another one, and they cut all the way through the building. So it provided this nice unifying quality while we did kind of break it up with those bars along the way. So within those bars, depending upon the needs, how many offices, how many conference, it could vary from a private office to a huddle room to a phone room to a conference space. Um, the conference space is somewhere reservable, somewhere not, but it was really meant to um, be a very flexible modular unit. And with the design and moving to downtown Chicago, you know, it's great to find a great building, to have great design, to set up our work environment for how we want to work and need to work in the future, making sure we have enough storage, all of that. That's all great, right? But at the end of the day, if we don't prepare our employees and take care of change management and make sure we're giving them all the tools, all the resources, all the information along the way, then we're not gonna succeed. And we found that out very early. Now imagine we were only at Rosemont, right? Our address is really Chicago, but we're on the Rosemont line. We're 12 miles from downtown Chicago. We might as well have moved three hours away. Um, keep in mind, you know, we have a lot of people at Wilson that have worked there a long time, right? For me to say 23 years is a long time in this day and age, but we have a lot of people that work at Wilson 25, 30, 40 years. So you have to cater to like what that employee needs, wants, interested in, fears, all of those changes, as well as the young millennials and the younger people coming along, you know, what they want and try to merge to make sure that we're adhering to both, right? We need both, we need all. Um, one of the things that we can, when we recognize all the things that we needed to do, we, I went to Gensler and said, listen, we're gonna need to figure something out with change management. Um, I have only done this twice in my life, meaning moved, a, a, you know, redid a, a company, but never moved them downtown. I have no idea what I'm doing. I'm fairly, my emotional IQ, I think, is pretty high. I have a very good feel of what our employees want and need. I'm one of those people they come to and ask, but I don't have all the answers, and I didn't expect to. So when I reached out to Gensler to say, now, how do people do this? What do you guys do? And we started talking through it, and, and Cindy Coleman, uh, and we worked hand in hand, and it turned out to be one of probably one of the greatest experience that I've had at Wilson because I got to be so intimately involved with our employee base, and I got to really understand what was important to them and what they were looking for and why they were scared of the move and what was scaring them about downtown. And, and imagine sometimes internally I could probably laugh a little bit at like, oh my God, that person's freaking out about that. But you know what? Every person has the different things, right? So what's important to them or what their fears are, my job at that point and our job was to make it easy for them. So part of that process was getting them engaged. How do we engage them? They were engaged in a lot of focus groups that we did with Gensler about what your, the work environment should be, what should the workstation be. Once we decided to, to look at a few different furniture vendors, we, had a couple, we got it down to two or three, and we set up uh, the workstations and we created a group of about 30 people that came down and we gave them pamphlets and they had to actually listen to the pitch, walk through it, experience it, talk about it, write their comments and get their feedback so we could say they were involved in that process. They also got to see a lot of the, layout, the layouts of this space. 
So we tried to engage them at many, many levels, and then what we ended up doing is we created a website called Join the Movement. The easy thing would have been, can we just put on our intranet a little tab that's about the move? But the problem was it, it didn't feel big enough. It didn't feel like a destination, so we created um, the site, Join the Movement, and what we did is we branded it. We put all the key categories that we felt were the most important. Can you go back to that? on top. So you can see on top, it was like our new space, about the move, about the space, about the commute, about the loop, and we kind of had everything in there. So it was the idea, if you had any questions, we were just populating that with as much information as we could, and any employee who had a question, we would load it, give the answer, and direct everybody. It was the smartest thing we ever did. We did this about four months prior to the move, and I can successfully say that by the time we actually got to the physical move, there were barely any questions. And all of the fear that was coming and the angst was way reduced. And then my other thing was, my previous hat at Wilson, I was director of corporate communications. I'm a big believer in communicating. So if you have to communicate bad news or news that people don't like, tell them. Tell them up front, prepare them, talk them through it, figure it out. There's no need to surprise anybody. We knew all the answers, right? So why are we waiting? So if someone really had a big problem, we could actually work them through. The great part is, you know, you have a lot of fear about what's the retention going to be and how's it going to be when people move down, everyone's going to leave. We've had five people leave. That's nothing. We have 320 employees. So that says a lot about our brand. It says a lot about how we prepared them. And it says a lot about, you know, we're, we're fortunate. We work for an awesome brand. And most of the people that work at Wilson played sports and they're passionate. It's really nice when you can tie those two things together for a career but we don't take it for granted. So this piece of it, to me, was super, super important. I know I don't do this every day, but I can't tell you how many compliments we've had on this. Um, big, big success, and thanks to Gensler for really helping us out. This was just different characters. This, this was the branding that was created for the whole Join the Movement. We knew you know, we could have rolled it into some of our existing, but we wanted to make it a big deal. So that we created this whole site. Yeah, it was really fun. We during the early stages of the design, we set up war rooms. We kind of were resident in their space. And we got to know a lot of these people like they were part of the design team. And I remember a few comments about the angst that, and the anxiety that went into, some was angst, some was anxiety, about how do I buy a, a, you know, my Metro ticket or how do I get on the L? And like, I'm not doing that. I'm not getting with other people. Like, I am not going to be. Like, there were so many emotional reactions that were just played out in front of the entire room. <laughs> so we had to do a lot to kind of be really transparent with the process along the way and you know, show what we were aiming for and, and accept the scrutiny that came and lean on Molly and the team to say, do we listen to this? Do we not? And in the end, I think we all kind of had a success in that we felt like everyone knew where they were going from a design standpoint. We couldn't do much about the, you know, all the, the, the emotion that went into a downtown move and the new habits and behaviors, but we did want to make sure the environment really checked as many boxes as we could. Well, I think when you go into, it's why communication is so important, because when you go into what are your priorities, why are you moving, what are you trying to do for the company, right? And then what's in it for them? And what are we trying to do about evolving our employees and why is it important for us to move downtown and it's not to move downtown to get all new talent and everybody get fired. That's not what the goal was. Um, sure, it's nice to be in the city and it's nice you had everyone thinking all these things. It's great for the energy, for everything and for future talent, of course it is. But it was more to give everybody a little bit of a shot in the arm about, you know, it's subtle sometimes, right? Like when you're in the city and the energy that you get isn't necessarily you're like not walking around saying, bring me the energy, you feel it. And it definitely puts a different skip in everyone's step in the office. Um, but it's also created some different, uh, different ways for us to work. Like before we came downtown, and I remember having this conversation, which we could never put, I'm sure you guys have heard this, on this website because people, our executive team was scared to death oh my God, everyone's gonna work from home. What should our work from home policy be? We can't do it. The, you know, every, all these conversations, it was like, we can't put it out there. I'm like, well, then you can't be in denial either. So what's happened though, since we've come down is many people are working two days from home, two to three days from home in some cases. Um, we don't have a policy, but it's working. And for those people that were right on the edge of like, mm, maybe I live in Batavia, and I don't want to go downtown all that much, but they're of value to the company. And we, and we believe that where we've given everybody an opportunity in some case, depending on what you do, but in some cases people work two days or three days from home and it's working right now. Um, that's different for everybody and it's different for every position, but 
providing some of those flexibilities and opportunities have really helped embrace the change being downtown. So, in, you know, we did talk about earlier about the, the you know, attention to detail that Wilson brings to their product. And as what we're going to show you here is just some of the little details that we felt were just really important to the story of the project. Everything from how the expanded metal interacted with the LED display, LED, um, kind of LED fake neon. Uh, and and this, all these details really started to come to life from the stitching on the reception desk and being able to take Wilson's product, their leather, in in its raw form and have the mill workers work with it to create something that was authentically Wilson. So the face of the desk when you walk in is a leather panel. The stitching, remind, you know, very reminiscent of a, of a baseball or a ball glove. The way that the lettering worked with the the positive and negative and the use of color and the backdrop and all the, the messages we we're trying to convey. The color on the tone on tone and, and the kind of the edge banding of the red and trying to really do something sophisticated for Wilson but be very true to the brand and the color that was uh, signature to them. How we acknowledged employees and Molly had every employee up to take a photo. They had no idea what they were doing it for. And here they were, this is what they're welcomed on day one. By the way, try to do that. Send a note out and get 350 <laughs> people to get their picture taken. You don't tell them what it's for. I think I created a lot of angst. <laughs> so this, and this is a great display. It's right in that public arena area, the cafe, right to the backdrop celebration of the people of, of Wilson. I think we stole the idea from uh, Skender, who was the general contractor who interviewed with um, trading cards of their team, which we thought was really creative, and carried it over and brought it into a Wilson context. And then when you get to the desks themselves, replicating that same uh, you know, personal touch with identifying the pod, giving that personal identity, they, you can easily swap them out, but it really made everyone feel like they had a little bit of a, a home. I mentioned the lights earlier. Very, very simple. Like These are off the shelf. They're, there's nothing crazy about them. Just playing with the density of them, bringing them together, kind of you know, really that illusion, that reference to the, the stadium. The urbanity, we didn't see this in the rendering, but underneath that brick wall and kind of having a little bit of a nod to graffiti and in a very sophisticated way. I would love to see a graffiti artist that can do that. But really just bringing some of those quotes in and really making sure that you felt connected to the brand. And what was a ton of fun, and, and Molly's gotten to know him very well, we've got a, a gentleman in our office named Daniel Krauss who has a specialty in accessorizing space. And all the little trinkets and a little bit of decoration that comes out and was a really, really unique, rather low-cost way to bring in um, authenticity and, and a little bit of home. So all the little things you see here, it started out he would stage photos for us, and in, in the end it became a, something that we could offer to clients to really allow them to see a little bit more personality come out. And this one's fun. So this was, uh, what was it, 4,000 tees, somewhere in that vicinity. So it's, it's pegboard wall. More? Eight or ten. Matt, Matt says like, more. Somewhere, somewhere in there. Somewhere <laughs> we, had to, we had to buy more to fill it in to make it look the way we want it. We'll, we'll show you what this looks like when you zoom out, but these are all glued in, so nobody played with it. But it's really, you know, we, we designed uh, a reference to different sport categories using the golf tees straight from Wilson's factory. So we're not, we didn't focus too much on this. This is one element that's um, within this. Uh, Amer Sports is the parent company to Wilson, and they, they sit atop many brands. So a lot of the brands that we know, like Louisville Slugger and Solomon and Arcteryx and, and others, are all part of this Amer Sports brand. So Amer Sports had space within Wilson as well for their sales team. And some funny uh, exchanges with, uh, with Bill, uh, with how he wanted to see his space come to life. He wanted a lodge, and he wanted uh, a totally different feel. He wanted it to feel outdoorsy. I don't think you saw anything that spoke to outdoorsy or lodge. <laughs> we gave him a lodge. It was tucked way in the corner, but he got a lodge. So this was really uh, an area that where the blue color of Amer started to come out, and, and this was one of the graphics there. Uh, another one similar to that, that sort of uh, golf tee wall, simple, simple product, but how can you kind of create a connection or do, create a broad gesture, in this case, whistles, that some were painted red, some were silver, when you zoom out, that was what spelled out the game on at the entry. The environmental graphics, we tried to kind of look back at a little bit of reference of Wilson advertising over the years, uh, as well as have a little bit of fun with the oversized graphic and really trying to 
take advantage and not, not project or, or present blank walls. This is not a, a brand that benefits from, from kind of that, you know, real sterile neutrality of, of space. So we really want it to be fun and, and active. And, and this was a great success. So that wall that you saw in the renderings, and you'll see this more in larger context photos, we uh, commissioned an artist, and you can see here, so Ken and Christoph uh, through Courtney Letter uh, were able to commission an art piece, and they built this all out of Wilson product in the space. We got them a suite that was vacant up in the building, and they were there till all hours of the night, stitching, stapling, spray painting. They, they were able to represent Chicago and, and the, all the neighborhoods through the use of product. The downtown represented with the trophies that you see, the bean being the silver ball that's there, the, the, the diagonal cutting through as Milwaukee Avenue with the golf clubs. It was just a really fun way to convey what, what Chicago was. And all the circles represented all the major sporting venues that were well within the neighborhood context there. So you can see the United Center, we had Wrigley show, and we had, we had it all. We, we really tried to use this as a great backdrop, and, and people love this piece. So, so fast forward to opening day, Molly's gonna show you what welcomed all the employees. So to follow up with you know, the whole process that we, we brought the employees on, no one saw the space until they came on December 18th. So we're just 10 months into our new endeavor. Um, so when people showed up on December 18th, at their desk was a welcome guide. So it kind of just closed every closed the loop on everything um, that we talked we talked about as we went into the space, and then it was how can we prepare our employees to use this space to actually get through it? And in this case, we had a welcome guide that we worked with Gensler on, and we had different tabs. But this was just the welcome to our new space, and are you ready to go? And then you have each different tab within here goes talks about kind of the rules of the road, what to expect in the space. Um, talking about how we changed how we're going to handle, you know, shipping and receiving. Before we, you know, we have people that just come and break all the boxes. We get we get a lot of stuff, right? But the only way we can manage the amount of flow in the space was to control it. So we have a whole shipping and receiving area and a new process about how you're going to go get your packages, how you'll know that they're there, and you need to do something with them so that we don't become a warehouse within our space. Uh, what are the common spaces? And talk about how do you use common spaces? Now that we have these community spaces, you know, just like if you have kids or your family at home, we gotta take care of it, right? Clean it up, be respectful, understand the rules of how we expect everybody to work. But this way, at least we're saying it pretty clearly so that then when it's not working and I'm the one who comes back in and says you need to do A, B, and C, we can at least say that we talked through and walked it through with them. The next one is just you know, how do you work? Where do I work? How do I go to work? What are these rooms for? What is your intention, right? So we have, you know, you obviously have your individual workspace, but you have phone rooms, you have huddle rooms, you have conference rooms, you have showrooms. What are they? When can I use them? Do I reserve them? Can I walk in? This guy just walked them through everything. Okay, I worked all day or whatever your day looks like. What can I do in the city of Chicago? Where can I go to have lunch? What's around me? What can I go get quickly? Just giving people the familiarity right away so they feel start to feel a little bit comfortable. What's offered in our building? We have a great 11th floor community floor for the whole building. That's where our health club is. We have a great roof deck uh, for the building. So showing people where those amenities are. When our employees came, one of the gifts they all received too was a free membership to the health club. So everybody got one because we encourage everybody to go work out whenever it works for your schedule. So, so what we wanted to show you is a little bit of, of the final photography and how it all ended up. And we, we thought it would be fun just to start with some of the detail and then see how it really played out in the space. So this was a huge deal for Wilson to come back downtown to, um, you know, to really have their presence felt in a city that they felt, was a, they felt a connection to. And maybe the city itself didn't have that connection yet to them. So we were able to really get some, uh, some nice uh, exterior signage at a lower level in the building. It's visible from Millennium Park. So when the NFL draft is there and when your people are mulling about, this is there as a backdrop. So that entry experience became, became this. And uh, we were able to salvage a couple things from the old space. That W was something that Molly thought, you know, if a little bit of paint, a little bit of love, it could make its way right into the entry. And you can see that, that desk down there, down the, down the hall, it's really pulling you around the leather stitching, all the expanded metal, uh, the, the palette that we tried to maintain is very simple, really uh, started to, to really do well for us here. A little bit of the desk, the accessorizing, 
Roger Federer, all the athletes. And that space became a really amazing space for, for the brand. Um, the line work on the floor gave a lot of visual interest. The, um, all the, the variety of furniture and heights, and the, there's some more lounge that's out here off of the frame, just really provided a very active environment where people could change posture and handle a lot of the different activities throughout the day. The art piece you can see over, over the, the rail, um, the stare, the energy that was there um, within that space was really felt. And uh, everything from just really being very deliberate about the linear elements of circulation with the ceiling treatment and the way the expanded metal kind of aligned uh, that, the use of the furniture, uh, this, this space really, really was very active and still remains. At the base of the stair, we had fun with, uh, you know, really putting a very little element in there from uh, Wrigley. The ivy made it way, its way into being a flanking element to that, that scoreboard. Uh, we had uh, a bracket for uh, ping pong. Oddly enough, our names from the project team are the only ones that are still there. Mo I lost to Molly in the finals, as you should do to your client. And oh, oh, no, I beat you. You beat me? Oh, yeah, I lost. You won. Yeah. See, we, that, whole, that <laughs> whole wall was supposed to be real ivy, but Eric couldn't figure out how we could water it. <laughs> The building wouldn't let us. We did, we did literally look at down the, coming down the stairs you saw in the rendering about could it be real ivy, but then we realized it would be a colossal disaster to try to keep alive, so we thought that was not a good idea. And that's, that's Matt's favorite ping pong table, or uh, picnic table there. Matt, that's yours. Mm -hmm. So turning around, looking back the other way, um, that, that tone on tone Wilson logo is at the top of the stair. The conference rooms open out to it. You can see that what typically would be the underside of a stair, somewhat unusable space we really started to have fun with and create this tiered element, uh, a little bit of a bleacher nod. And so here at Welcoming You, we changed the quote up. We put Roger Federer's quote, I fear no one but respect everyone. It's certainly Molly's favorite athlete of the Wilson brand. The signature on her backpack will uh, prove to that. So, you know, really, you know, we had an amazing team and design is in fact a team sport. Uh, all of the folks that are up here played a huge key role. Um, everyone from the, the artists that produced the element for the space to all the engineers, consultants. Uh, Matt was a huge part of that with the Newmark team, uh, the GC, the furniture. This was like a communal effort and, and really everyone brought, brought the weight. And so this is what we've, why we did this space, I think. And this was one of the coolest things to see and, and we've stumbled upon this on Molly's Instagram account and saw Roger Fetter in the space pointing to his quote that you worked uh, for the better part of two years to bring to life. So there's nothing better than seeing somebody that represents Wilson to the highest level pointing at his own quote in your space to something that the team really uh, just really strives to. And one thing that when you think about for us moving to downtown Chicago, I know um, we didn't have a lot of our players or athletes come to our Rosemont location. It wasn't a great destination. So one of the one of the thoughts was when we came to Chicago, we, we will have a better opportunity to bring our athletes into our space. So if you think about being in the middle of Chicago with a great sports town, and we have a you know over 350 Major League Baseball players, um, they're at Wrigley or they're at you know White Sox Park, and they never came to our building. Now we're getting a ton of our athletes to come to this space because it's convenient. And this gentleman's never been to Chicago before, so he was just here a couple weeks ago for the Labor Cup and came, and he didn't even know his quote was off the elevator. So I told him when he opened it up, when the elevator opened up, he might want to sneak a peek. And then jokingly, of course, I said, did you really say that? And he read it and said, I did. I'm like, perfect. So then we had a right. Um, but it's a huge honor. And that day really kind of encompassed the whole design, our whole move. It reinforced why we were downtown Chicago, it reinforced it for all of our employees. So for us to have him here, and it was very Deliberate, everything in this space is very deliberate and intentional with a lot of thought. And those quotes of who we chose to have quotes on the wall were very deliberate and thought out. And there's a reason why he's the first one that comes off the elevator. Um, so it was a pretty proud moment for our brand just a couple weeks ago. So after it's all said and done, Molly tells me he's a huge architecture buff and loves oh, architecture. Huge. Oh, he's geek. He was asking all there. kinds of questions in this space. It was pretty cool. So that's all we got. Um, so here's just one more shot of, of Roger up on stage. Um, but we're happy to take any questions or anything that might be on your mind. If anyone has a question, we'll come over with the mic here. 
And no, we will not tell you what our fee was, and we will not tell you the budget. Um, thank you so much for sharing so many details. It's a great story. And Molly, throughout the story, you touched a lot on location and what it meant in terms of energy and athletes and new employees. And I just wondered if you'd spend a few more minutes on location strategy. And you know, prior to even getting here, you know, because not only did you come downtown, you went East Loop. And you know, I was just curious if you could elaborate a little more on that. Yes, I would say at you know, like any, uh, at the beginning of this project, we had a lot of aspirations, right? So we thought about uh, really in a perfect world, we would like to have our own campus, right? So we'd love to have a play a big plot of land where you could have a baseball field, a football field, all the things where we can go play and be active, because we need to play test a lot of our products, right? So in Chicago, it's in, in Chicago, it's a bit hard to find that. We basically have to go to Iowa to get land to do that, right? So we did, we did look at that, but then realized real fast, not a good idea because we aren't going to get the people, aren't, we aren't going to get the workforce that we want. Do we really need it and does it weigh out what we're trying to do with our brand? The answer is no because we can go other places for playtesting. We, you know, we, we go to Florida for golf and tennis. We can go anywhere for all these things. So that came off real quick. We looked around the suburban areas. Is that the right place for us? Nothing came, we looked at a lot, nothing, nothing worked. But when we always came back down to the city, it was like we know we want to be in the city and the energy. And when it came down to it, we looked at multiple places, multiple locations in the city. Um, I don't think any of us at the beginning, when we knew we were coming to downtown Chicago, I don't think any of us thought we'd be that far east, to be honest with you. Um, we really looked a lot of places like by the Merchandise Mart, the Sun-Times building. That was a big, that was a, a high interest level for us. But when you look at, when we looked at where we wanted to be, where the views that we wanted, the feeling that we, you know, it was really hard once we found out that there was a space in the Prudential building and we saw that and compared it, um, kind of hard to beat. You know, like um, the negative for sure was all the employees now having to commute downtown and they're coming off of the train station and it's a heck of a walk. Or you have the buses, right? So we have the buses there. Um, that was a big deal. Uh, but we felt like it was gonna be the right space for us to kind of plop down. We liked being able to look over the park. We liked having the lake. We liked that feel of that area. So that's how we ended up getting there. It was really gonna be between there or the Sun-Times building was the final two destinations. Two, two totally different feels in my mind. Um, both great, but we're really, really happy with where we are. Any other questions? All right. Sweet. Thank you both for joining us and presenting such a great story. It's a great Thank project. You. Thank you. Thank you everyone for coming.